Welcome back to the Spock the Week archives. I'm one of your hosts, JJ the Albert Android, and if you're new to the podcast, welcome, and if you are joining us once again, glad to see you back. Each week in Season 1, we are bringing you our archived episodes from our YouTube channel in podcast form, so you can listen to us on the go, however you like, wherever you like. So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Hi, this is Sean Ferrick from Trek Culture. You are listening to Spock the Week podcast. Welcome everybody to another episode of Spock of the Week, where this episode we are going to talk about the captain himself, Captain James T. Kirk. We're going to go through what we think is the best elements of Kirk, the good, the bad, the ugly, and yes, Gregor, we will be talking about the Kelvin Timeline Trek as well. <laughs> You're looking forward to that one, I can tell. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to bring into our episode for this week a long-time standing fan, First time participant, our very own first officer, fleet captain, Ian Struthers of the USS Alba. Let's bring him in and we'll get right to it. Well, here he is, guys. Uh, our first officer, fleet captain, Ian Struthers hey, of the USS Alba. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. I did mention in the intro there that you are a long-standing fan of Spock the Week. So basically no, everybody, no, I... everybody that listens to Spock the Week is now on screen. So we can't upset anybody now. <laughs> you know what? That's not true. Because Sarah, Sarah used to listen to it. But Spock the Week is so bad that she's actually in the living room watching Discovery. <gasps> That's how bad Spock the wow, Week is. Wow, wow. Well, let's put it this way. The good news is is that so far there is no Captain Kirk in Discovery. So you'll be glad to hear that we will not be talking about Discovery today, uh, Mr. Cameron. Uh, not going there. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going there today. I'm not we, going there. I haven't it, seen it, so I can't go there. So. <laughs> well, so, uh, Mr. James Tiberius Kirk... Let's start with our guest, Ian Struthers. What is Captain Kirk to you? What uh, would you like to bring to the table today? I think probably because he was the first captain that I was aware of. Obviously, there there were the ones before him. I think it was the fact that um, I like how it didn't didn't matter where he went. Sometimes the prime directive was like, no, it's more just like guidelines, you know. And a lot of the time, it was if it was... If he was meeting females and they had a pulse, you know, it was like, no, Jim, you're not supposed to do that. You know, um, I like the, the, the various incarnations are interesting, to say the least. There's a couple of them. The, the animated series, yeah, obviously, I've, I've got the box set, so it's quite interesting. I must admit, I do agree with Gregor about the, while I'm a fan of them, I do agree a little bit with the Jar Jar Trek. You know, it's like, mm, you know. Fair dues, fair dues. Well, well, it is is the characters are based on the characters we know. They're not exactly the same. Yeah, I mean, to me, I think his first officer and his chief medical officer, yeah, they are quite close to it. The actual Kirk himself, no, he's he's Jar Jar Kirk. is just not a patch on, um, on the original series Kirk. So you don't think that Chris Pine's portrayal of Kirk is... It's not quite the same as the original, like you mentioned the other ones are, but that aside, if you look at it as a performance of Kirk, do you think he did a good job of it? Oh, yeah, I do actually. 
We should also like... probably mention, sorry, Ian, we should probably also mention that Ian is transmitting from Aberdeen. That if, if, if anybody requires subtitles, they can be added in later. Please let us know. Um, <laughs> yeah, so sorry. Uh, yes, uh, Chris Pine's performance as Captain Kirk. Go. Yeah, I, I do like his portrayal of Kirk. He brings that, that's like something slightly different to the table. But, it, you know, it's not, he, he, not quite a smugness, but he's not... I mean, obviously, he didn't want to play... I, I would imagine he didn't want to play him exactly the same as mm -hmm. Kirk from the original series. I mean, he is interesting, don't get me wrong. It's like, mm, you know, it's... Well, seeing as this is I a bit of a touchy subject for Gregor as well, do you want to add anything else before we get Gregor in and then we'll get Gregor in on the subject of Jar Jar Kirk? As I say, I mean, Chris Pine playing Kirk, yeah, he is good. He, he does bring something to it. But obviously, it's... Not that I'm a traditionalist, but, you know, it's like when you're used to seeing someone play a character and then they play and it's like, mm, well, is he or is he not? It's like, he is, but he's not, you know? So I can say, really? Are you want me? Do you want me oh, to well, come in now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Come on, you know how this works. Come on. Okay, how how long have we got? Um, I mean, <laughs> what's what's my time limit here? First of all, um, no, I, I, I'm somewhat in agreement with with Ian. I think there is there's a a difference, a dichotomy in the portrayal, and I don't, I'm not, re, I'm not referencing Chris Pine's portrayal, and this I'm referencing the character and how he was written in the Jar Jar Trek and how Kirk was up to and before JJ um, got involved. I think original series Kirk sometimes gets a little bit misconstrued in his actions about the stuff about him being a ladies' man. There's an element of truth in that, but he ain't no, he wasn't, he wasn't Riker, um, you know. He, he shagged way more aliens than, than Kirk. Kirk in the original series was a much more thoughtful captain. His actions were much more thoughtful. He would listen to Kirk. He would listen to McCoy. He would listen to Spock. And then he would make his decision. He would find the middle ground. And he'd come up with a solution. You know, whether it was in A Taste of Armageddon or, or other episodes from the original series. And as for being a ladies' man, I mean, he sacrificed Edith Keeler for the greater good. That, that was always Kirk's character in the original series. It was always the greater good. And in terms of the types of decisions that he makes, I think a, a great example of Kirk making a, a fantastic decision, using, it, using his intelligence, using his, his experience, as he was now hugely experienced by the time we got to this, in the Wrath of Khan, where he used the prefix code to get the Reliant to lower the shields. You know, really clever. Mm -hmm. You know, really clever, really thoughtful, really insightful, really experienced. And then we get to Jar Jar Trek. And I think I said in a previous episode, there's nothing wrong with Chris Pine's portrayal of mm -hmm. idiosyncrasies, the mannerisms, the body language. That's all there. That's the way the character that's been written. He runs around. He's got no regard for <laughs> the crew. He makes rash decisions. And that is not the Kirk that we got up until that point. Now, some may argue that it is still young Kirk, and there may be some merit in that. I'll, I'll acknowledge there may be some merit in that, but it's certainly not the Kirk. We've not really seen him developing in the Jar Jar Trek, but I, I, that, that's what I think. I think there's lots and lots and lots to talk about Kirk between mm -hmm. the 79 episodes and the six films, six and a half films if you count generations, that we got um, that's that's just way superior to anything that we got in the free. Do you do you count generations? Uh, well, we've we've covered generations previously. You know my thoughts on it. I don't think yeah. that we needed the Kirk in it. 
Um, but that's 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 a separate argument. We're here to talk about Kirk, the character, not whether he should have been in Generations or not. Well, I mean, the, 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 the first proper introduction I got to Captain Kirk was the films. Prior to that, I always knew who he was, because let's be honest, we uh, Star Trek was such a pop culture phenomenon that if you there's not a single person on Earth that probably wouldn't have heard of Kirk and Scotty, you know, and the famously misquoted Beam Me Up Scotty, all that sort of thing, you know. So I knew the stereotype. I knew the, the stereotypical Kirk that everybody in, in pop culture sort of had this image and, like you said, uh, a misrepresented image uh, of who he was. Personally, I really enjoyed watching the, the movies because I got to see a more mature Kirk an older Kirk. So from my point of view as a young child watching, obviously retrospectively, because they came out long before, you know, um, before I was old enough to know what was going off. But looking at that, it was almost like, and it, it, it was like a, um, somebody you would look up to as a child as a respectful figure, like, you know, like a father, an uncle, or, uh, you know, uh, somebody in the family that was, and I really enjoyed that. Uh, my particular favourite is the one, The Voyage Home, you know, uh, remember where we parked, all that sort of thing. You know, it's, uh, I mean, that is just, I love that one because Kirk's character, it's a good example of seeing Kirk's character as a fish out of water. Uh, I mean, not just Kirk, I mean, obviously Spock and Uhura and Chekhov as well, which again, different, we'll get onto him eventually, but that is the second most favourite quote I like from that film. But as far as the Jar Jar Trek's concerned, I really do enjoy the Kirk in this. Now, I enjoy the Kirk in this because it's... I look at it from the perspective that we have been launched into an alternative timeline with this film. So there are certain elements of the original Kirk that may have been slightly changed, behaviours, the event of his father passing away uh, on, the, um, on the Kelvin. Who knows, that could have changed his his demeanour. Because, you know, we obviously in, uh, in the original series, his father was alive and got to see him become captain of the Enterprise. But in this film, it doesn't. So I look at it from that point of view, and I, I think, he, you know, it was a great, great portrayal of the character. I kind of agree with you a little bit with the writing on it. Was that deliberate or was that just... What I'm going to say to you is I can't help but notice you've got the conscience of the king going on in the background there. Yes. Uh... Right, okay. So a very Kirk-centric episode, right? Um, as far as I'm aware, I've seen that episode many times. Mm-hmm. I've been watching it over your left shoulder there. And so far, Kirk hasn't punched the protagonist, the chief pro- protagonist in it. If it was JJ Trek, Chris Pine would have had that guy by the throat by now. That's the difference. There's Mm -hmm. thought going into Kirk. Kirk's not sure if it is the guy, and Kirk spends the episode finding out if it is is the guy and what are the consequences if it does turn out to be the guy that committed these crimes. I mean, I don't know. I mean, what what do you think, Ian? But this is (laughs) turning into a JJ versus original Trek. We're talking about. No, but, it, but it's, it's, it's relevant because it's an opportunity to judge and review the two different aspects or the two different parallels of the same character, which is, makes it a little bit interesting. But yes, you were prompted there. So, Ian. You made a very good point there, JJ. Yeah, it could be that because he didn't grow up with his father, he was like a stepfather, so maybe that's why he rebelled as much, or allegedly rebelled as much, 
And obviously, as he says, because Vulcan gets destroyed, spoilers for those that haven't seen it, then there, that could also destroy Vulcan. <laughs> oh, right, I said, we're not bringing him on anymore. He spoiled it for me. I've not, I didn't even know that. I'm going to cry now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, as I said, yeah, it's the, the fact that when you see him in the movies, yes, he's, he's definitely, Kirk has definitely matured. He is a lot more thoughtful. I think that it, it is true that the newer Kirk, yeah, is sort of like, who's this? Don't know, punch, there you go, on the next one. He seems to enjoy getting into scraps a lot. I mean, like the bar scene. Hmm. Try to yeah. chop up a hoover and ends up. There's four of you, there's only me, you know, go and get me a guy, sort of thing. Really? I don't think original series Kirk would have done that. He might have tried to bluff his way out of it, rather than get into full-fledged, you know, get beaten senseless just for the sake of it. But yeah, and then the later ones, and it's kind of, when he finds out, when Prime Kirk finds out about how he's got a son and whatever, you know, it's kind of kind of sad that happens there as well. But negative, you know. Coming back to the movies, Ian, and older Kirk, and it's got some resonance with me because I turned 50 fairly recently. Well, I'm nearly 51 now, but the, in the motion picture, he's clearly going through a midlife crisis, his portrayal of his determination to get the Enterprise back and the... Uh, the Wrath of Khan. After that, where he's allegedly or purportedly having this uh, milestone birthday, which they don't ever say it's his fiftieth, but it's alluded to that it's a it's a milestone. Oh, okay. It's a milestone mm-hmm. birthday, and he's feeling, you know, again much the same way as he has in the in the motion picture. I, th- I think it's a, I think he's 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 more thanks to Nicholas Meyer in the Wrath of Khan when he's going through the same midlife crisis that he has in the beginning of the motion picture. We see a lot more depth to the crisis, and Nicholas Meyer brings in the son that we never knew he had, the old flame, and Carol Marcus. Marcus. And, and, and I think quite crucially, in the Wrath of Khan, we see Kirk make a major mistake that costs lives, where he doesn't raise the shields when they first encounter the Reliant, and Kirk then spends the rest of the movie trying to reconcile with, with himself for that, mm-hmm. but make up to the very young crew that he has on the Enterprise at that time and trying to protect them going forward. And I, I think that, I, I mean, if you want to talk about the, the ultimate encapsulation of Kirk as a character and all that's going on and all that's went on in his life, I think that the, that character that was written for the Wrath of Khan that Shatner played absolutely magnificently under Nicholas Meyer's direction. And if you listen to the commentary of the Wrath of Khan, Nicholas Meyer tells you how he has approached to directing Shatner, which was to make him bored of stuff, you know, to, to stop him doing all the, the stuff that Shatner can sometimes get carried away with. But the scene that in, in the, the Wrath of Khan document, in the Wrath of Khan commentary, the scene where they're doing the prefix code, they filmed that again mm-hmm. and again and again, because where it got to the, the bit where they were getting the, the Reliant to lower their shields, Shatner was like, and now, Mr. Sulu. And then he just kept filming it and filming it until Shatner got bored and it just went, and now. And it works so well because Meyer understood the character, he understood the actor, and it just works so well. And I, I don't think, I, I mean, there is a scene later in the Wrath of Khan that I think is better from a Kirk perspective. But I remember watching that for the first time when I was, I'd have been about 13. You know, that that's, there's a scene, there's very little phasers, very little actions, very little explosions. All the excitement is in the dialogue and the interaction between the two protagonists, Kirk and Khan, and how Kirk leads his bridge crew 
that that's great stuff. That was great stuff. I think we'd probably be more inclined to follow Prime Kirk rather than New Kirk. But it'll be interesting to see if they do more with the new Kirk, if they actually if he's allowed to mature as a character. Mm. As you say, Chris Pine, yeah, great actor. Like the way it's portrayed, but as you said, he's he hasn't had the chance to mature into the the character, obviously, in the same way that Bill Shatner is. Yeah, watching Chris Pine and and his performance, I'd love to see Chris Pine playing a 27, 28-year-old Kirk that's really well written with the faults and everything. It's just it's the cartoon element of the the faults that they put into the the Chris Pine Kirk, the the constantly fighting and the punching and the leaping before you look sort of thing. I just don't think he would be quite as bad as that. He'd be kicked out of Starfleet by now, actually. But that's a, that's a whole other thing. We're not here to discuss the merits of JJ Trek versus original Trek. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so many uh, there's so many things that... We've got 79 episodes and six movies. There's a huge... Let's, I've, 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 let someone else speak. I've, I've, I'm, I'm getting high blood pressure here talking about this. Oh, wait until you, I've got, wait until you find out what I've got in store for you in a little bit, Mr Cameron. Um, <laughs> so... Um, one of the one of the things I've I found watching Star Trek grow up with uh, with the Next Generation and Voyager and stuff like that. I've not really watched a lot of the original series, but I have seen all the films, so I do have. But I've always been aware of the grandeur and the gravitas that the character uh, brings to Star Trek. And to be honest with you, um, I can kind of see where they come from and agree with people when they say that Kirk is Star Trek. Star Trek is Captain Kirk and the Enterprise and the crew of the Enterprise. Here's a question I want to pose to you both. Did Shatner make the character or did the character make Shatner? What do you think? That's a tough one, isn't it? <laughs> well, I'd, prob- I'd probably say a bit, a, bit of, a bit of both because obviously Will Shatner was an actor in his own right doing a little bit part. And he was on other things. But obviously I think the character of Kirk was... What has made him internationally famous? Now, he might mm. have got another part that made him internationally famous. I mean, obviously, you've got other things that he's done, like TJ, no, is it TJ Hooker? TJ Hooker, is the, yeah, TJ right. Hooker. Yeah, so obviously, he, he, he has done, he went, went on to other things in Boston Legal and stuff. But yeah, I mean, I don't know if he would be as big a name as he is if it wasn't for Captain Kirk. But there again, would Captain Kirk have been as popular if it had been portrayed by another actor? Well, that was the, the that was the question I was going to lead into, but uh, we'll let Gregor um, answer the first one. Um, see what your opinions on that one is first. There's very well documented instances of Shatner taking over the, the stage. And there's been a couple of the other actors who... I mean, it's well known he doesn't go on with Koenig. It's well known that he doesn't get on with George Takei. But I think it was Nichelle Nichols who once said, well, you know, he was, he was brought on as a leading man. So what, what did we expect? And he was meant to be um, Horatio Hornblower as per Gene Roddenberry, maybe a more self-confident. And I, I, I'd struggle, I don't want to say self, self-publicist because um, I think that's the wrong But term. do you think, uh, did he bring that to the character, though? Do you think he brought that to the character, or do you think it was a character that made him... I, th- I think he brought elements. I, I think what you have to do is remember, wh- wh- how old was Shatner in, in 66 when he got cast? Was he, what, 32, 34? Um, now, you have, you know, looking at where he was in his career, Shatner at that point had actually been a couple of pretty successful films. He'd 
with Spencer Tracy. He'd been in Judgment at Nuremberg, I think, which is one of the films I think he'd done with Spencer Tracy. And he was actually a, a highly regarded um, stage actor. And stage acting is different from television and film. Mm-hmm. Um, stage, 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 stage acting is much more about projecting and maybe sometimes people thought that was him overacting. I, I, I actually come down in the camp where I actually think Shatner's actually a really good actor and the more I watch him play Kirk, the more I'm convinced he's a really good actor. Uh, I think I think he's I think William Shatner himself's maybe done himself a little bit of a disservice um in his latter years where he's often taken on parts or done stuff where he, he's parodying himself. But I mean which is good that he doesn't take yeah. himself too seriously. Mm-hmm. But it does leave other people who maybe haven't followed him as avidly as Star Trek fan, fans have that he's a little bit of a, a joke character and I think that's cr- quite unfair um, on Shatner um, actually so I would, I would defend him on that as to your original question JJ how much was um, how much of Shatner went into I, I suspect quite a bit I think at the time when Roddenberry um, cast him he did cast him with all that uh, self-confidence that clearly mm-hmm. you could see in Shatner. I mean, he was a very, he was a very good-looking guy. He looked after himself, um, and he had all that stage presence, which a captain would need on a on on a starship. Um, so, uh, and I think, but certainly, I, I certainly, I don't think he brought quite the artistic content to Star Trek that Leonard Nimoy did. I think Leonard Nimoy was a made more of an artistic uh, contribution. Well, he just got a look. He was um, one of Star Trek, but he was I, I brought over from the original pilot, wasn't he? So yeah. Uh, so I, I certainly think that Shatner did bring a lot of stuff to Kirk that um, he was allowed to. Mm-hmm. I don't think he got it all. I think I mean there's quite a lot of stuff in the the motion picture that uh, Shatner contributed to that. So yeah, that, I think it's impossible to say that he was just an actor and just read his lines without actually being involved in how that character developed and having a say like say, how that character would think. I know you get some uh, some characters in some films and some TV programmes um, where the actor that plays them doesn't get known for anything else other than uh, the character they play uh, or sometimes they are relatively unknown until such point at which they play the character. And like you say... Um, Shatner had a uh, already had an established career before this, uh, but probably uh, apart from the films you just mentioned, didn't have like you said, Ian, um, an international following as big as what he ended up with with um, with Star Trek. Um, personally, I think I agree with Gregor. I mean, I think it's the and this leads me on to the question I'm about to ask. He, he is Kirk for me, right? Uh, and as much as I love Chris Pine's portrayal of Captain Kirk, Captain Kirk is William Shatner. Shat- William Shatner is Captain Kirk. Um, would it... I mean, I know we've got some Regency bias to get out of the way, and um, we've got a, a lot of episodes and movies to try and push out of our minds for this question. Would the character of Kirk... Now, we we know about the different characters. Obviously, you had Captain Decker 
Act, you had Captain uh, Pike, you had all these other captains, but the character of Kirk, would it? Now, cast your mind, because I'll have to rely on you guys here, because like I say, you guys are ancient, I'm not. You know what <laughs> oh well there we go there's my promotion up though anybody around uh, else around at the time when Shatner was cast would anybody else have fit the role would anybody else in your personal opinions have fit the role or would you put anybody else into the role of Kirk based on the you know for the original series around the time that he was cast well I, I've, I've got one name who that surprised me. I was expecting to drag this out, but go for who it. Who was a, around at that time, but would have been far too big a star to take a, a role in a, a TV show. I know things are different now and people go from TV to film because of Netflix mm-hmm. and the budgets and TV and stuff like that. Now it's a completely different world um, these days for that. The guy I think that who who could have done it would have been Steve McQueen. What do you think, Ian? What's okay. going yeah, Steve McQueen? One I actually know. Yeah. There was actually quite a lot in the brain as to anyone I could think of. As you says, yeah. To me, um, I totally I agree with you, JJ. Uh, Shotner is Kirk is Shotner, like, irrespective, you know. But yeah, Steve, Steve McQueen, that's a good one. I was trying to think. I don't know if don't know if Clint Eastwood possibly, if he was around the time, he maybe been a bit younger. He was he was on the way up at that point, wasn't he? So it could have been something mm. that he would have considered. Oh, that um, is a that is an interesting one, Clint Eastwood is. Because I mean, I, I mean, I'm a massive fan of westerns and stuff, but I've always been a fan of. Likes of those guys as well. So I was just trying to think of anyone, but yeah. It's... Just tell me one thing. Are you feeling lucky? Well, did I fire? Do you? Did I fire? Did I fire five phasers or six? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would pay to see that. That would be even if somebody, if, some, if, if there's anybody out there that can do an animation of Clint Eastwood as Captain Kirk. Go for it. There's your idea. You've got that one for free. I want to see that. That is wow. <laughs> um, the, que- the question you asked was the question you asked was difficult to answer because you answered it yourself in that Kirk is Shatner and Shatner yeah, is and, Kirk. And I like to pose difficult questions because a lot of these things it gets us to think a little bit. Now with the fact that we do actually have a comparison with uh, Chris Pine. You know, I didn't think the question was that difficult because we already have somebody else playing the part. What made the question difficult was the fact that who else at that time, contemporary-wise, would have played the part. Now, moving on from that side of the question, if you could pick anybody else other than Chris Pine to do it right now, if you were to completely redo it all right now, who would you pick? I mean, like, for example, they did uh, Anson Mount as Christopher Pike, right? Oh, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, without a doubt. Oh, really? Oh, good one. Yeah. Really? Ryan, okay. Oh, I, I love Ryan Re- Reynolds. I think he's brilliant. He's really funny. And there's a Canadian connection there as well. Yeah, I think I think he's slightly old, older than the Chris yeah, Pine version of Pike. But yeah, I think that's a brilliant, mm-hmm. um, brilliant choice, Ian. <laughs> I think, I'd love to see that. Actually, I'm going to email JJ right now. You know, here's here's the thing though. To be honest with you, that's gonna that's gonna ruff, uh, not ruffle a couple of feathers, but there's gonna be a couple of people watching going, "Ooh, Ryan Reynolds." Mm. Yeah, I mean, but having said okay. that, I, th- okay. I I think I think genuinely though, he can bring. I think he's. I think he would bring an element of comedy to the character, 
but not too much. I reckon he would play the mm. character quite well. I think because he he is a good character actor. Is Ryan Reynolds? I, I think he's um, he's not everybody's cup of tea. I know a lot of people that just can't stand him. Um, but having said that, I think that was a good uh, good choice. Um, Gregor, obviously, you can't pick the same one as Ian. Well, you any ideas of who you would? I go for Deadpool. Stuart's inquiry. Um, <laughs> apart, from uh, be, apart from being a smart ass. <laughs> um, okay, right. I'll, I'll give you as a, a, well as serious an answer as I can give, and as you know, I don't give serious answers anyway. Um, I mean, I'm I'm troubled now with it. I would not have thought of Ryan Reynolds, but now I Ian said it, I can't get Ryan Reynolds out of that command uniform uh, in my head. I mean, I think uh, I think maybe Chris Evans actually. I think Chris uh, Evans, having watched him as Captain America, he would do the a lot of the self-righteous Federation stuff really well. Well, I can see where you, I can see Chris Evans doing that. Yeah, I can see that. I see that. This is the thing. This is this is this is. I'm trying to picture him as Kirk, but every time I try and picture him as Kirk, you've got. In the back of my mind, you've got William Shatner on one side and Chris Pine at the other, sort of trying to push the way back in because I'm visualising them at the same time in the in the role. Probably doesn't help when I keep seeing Kirk on the screen behind me. But yeah. um, the problem is, we don't need no. to cast another Kirk. We've actually no, got we a don't. good Kirk. Yes, we do. I just need a, a bit better writing for him. I would think another name. Another name that just popped in my head. Go for uh, it. Is leave. Lev Schreibner, I think that's how you pronounce it. Mm. He was in some of the Wolverine movies. He played Wolverine's brother, I think, okay. in, the, in the Wolverine. You probably know he's, he's got like a bit of an intensity about him. He's, he's been in a couple of different TV programs and stuff as well, in different movies. He's actually quite a good actor, and he's, he's got like a he's got a gravitas about him, and like a seriousness about him when he was doing stuff. So I think he might have actually been a, a quite an interesting choice for Kirk. If not Kirk, then I would say possibly uh, McCoy, because he's got that sort of look and he's got this southern kind of sort of gentleman sort of. I think there's I think there's some interesting interesting thoughts because I think to be honest with you, I think we ought to be very very worried now because we're probably going to get all the gatekeepers and and whatnot knocking on the door of Spock the Week saying how dare you you know you're not real Trek fans you're trying to recast Kirk again you know it's like but we're not we. Um, I think, to be honest with you, Gregor did make a very, very good point. I can never get this right. The thing is, Greg, uh, Gregor does make a very good point. I like the fact that in the films that uh, another Avengers crossover, uh, Chris Hemsworth, uh, plays his dad. That's 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 why I was struggling a little bit with the Chris Evans image because it's like we've already got one of the Avengers in in the in the Jar Jar Trek. We don't need another. But yeah, I I completely agree, and that's what makes it a difficult one to to really thrash out because we are literally trying to think about casting probably one of the greatest characters in Star Trek. Not the greatest. I have my personal opinions on that, but one of the greatest. I'd like to talk about Star Trek Six and Kirk's journey okay. in Star Trek Six. Go on then, go. So we've got a Kirk at, at, at the beginning who's come to the wars. 
as they all are in Star Trek VI, he's coming towards the end of his career. His buddy Spock has volunteered him for a mission to escort the Klingons to a peace treaty. And he doesn't trust the Klingons, and he never will. He can never forgive them for the death of his son. He's, um, he's prejudiced, he's untrusting, he's bitter, and he's angry at Spock as well for putting him in that position. And then we see a, a Kirk in that film who, as, as, as the, the plot unfolds and the Klingon Chancellor is assassinated under his watch, effectively, um, he has to deal with the fallout of that. He, in essence, takes the fall, is prepared to go to jail for the rest of his life, face possible execution, certainly goes to trial for it, all for the greater good. We know he escapes and then he foils the plot. And then at the end of the film, he actually reconciles his prejudice and his bitterness and his falling out with Spock and reflects on his own misgivings. And isn't that the journey that every great character should take? Yeah, totally. Totally agree. And it, it does punch people. It does do a bit of a crisp pine, but that's in jail when provoked. He kicks the guy in the knees. Oh, it's not, oh, it's not his, not, knees. his knees. That's not his knees. Some people pay good money for that, you know. <laughs> what you do on the weekends, Gregor, is completely up to you. <laughs> Cheers. Well, Romulan Ale. Romulan Ale. Isn't that legal? Benefits of being two quadrants away from Starfleet headquarters. <laughs> advantages, advantages. So, all went, all went swimmingly, as far as I can see. Which brings me nicely onto the last thing that I want to, uh, to do this evening, just pure and simply to annoy Gregor. Computer, black alert. I'm so annoyed. I'm really annoyed here. I'm sorry, sir. We cannot do that. I cannot find the black light bulb. Oh, that's the second time that it's not bloody wet. Alexa is pissing me off right now. It was supposed to be the inaugural launch of Computer Black Alert, but it hasn't done it, even the second time when I'm shouting at it. Computer? Computer? Listen, I I think I know what's wrong. Black Alert. The curse of the XO strikes the gadgets again. Oh, he's... Black alert. Black alert. JJ, what did you do there? Did you did you change the mushrooms? Is that it? You <laughs> better mushrooms. He's on, he's on mute again. Yeah, you're on, on mute. The reason for this is... No, it is completely ignoring me. Oh, well, I'll just have to do it in blue. Right. Um, The reason I wanted to do that was... And it's completely gone. Completely. Ian! your fault. It is your oh, fault. <laughs> it is your fault. Uh, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to edit half of this out. So, um... <laughs> question. The reason I wanted to do that was to ask Gregor, would you be happy if they brought in a version of Kirk into either Strange New Worlds or Discovery? Go. No. My answer. No. 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 Ian, same question. Well, as I've no, as I don't actually have the capability of watching them yet, unless they're on DVD, I would have to say no as well. I think the, the, the one question I've got is, um, how old is Pike and Ness compared to some of the movies, etc.? Because I think it was Kirk was there. Uh, oh, that is a good question. To be fair, Ian, I think 
Pike and Discovery Season 2, they've got about the right age. Okay, right, okay. I think they've, they've got him sort of late 30s, early 40s. So he's an experienced captain by now. Um, and he's about the right age, I would say. Because bear in mind, Kirk in the original series was meant to be the youngest Starfleet captain in the original series. Um, he was, you know, a young whippersnapper. He was meant to be very young. But they've got, I think, at least in this age-wise, they've got Pike at the right age in Discovery. Yeah, because I was, um, I'm, I'm aware that there's supposed to be a version of Spock in some of them as well. So boy band Spock. Huh? Got a boy band Spock. Boy, <laughs> boy, boy band Spock with the hair over here and the, the hipster beard and yeah. And he's going to burst into a Westlife song at any minute. Oh, dear. <laughs> Fuck's sake. We would like to apologise to our regular listener. That's why I love watching this the Spock the Week with you guys, because you say what you mean, you mean what you say, and it's, that's exactly what I do, you know. Oh, we, we, we're going to have to get you back yeah, on again, Ian, because... <laughs> nah, leave it all in. On JJ, be professional now. When have I ever been professional on this thing? That's why we haven't got any watchers, listeners, viewers. And... <laughs> well, we've got Ian. We've got Ian. You know, they have me watching myself. Oh, did I look as that? Did I really look that bad? Could I shave? I've got me. I've got me. My all my top on. Oh, shameless I plug. Gonna... <laughs> I was actually. Uh, I was going to put on my. Um, one of my uniform tops, but a Captain Kirk one. Unfortunately, it's from the Jar Jar Treks. Like, no, I don't, I don't have it anybody. Oh, mate, we should have done. I was going to do exactly I, the same I thing just to work. Don't have a problem with the uniforms. Don't have a problem with the uniforms. It's, it's the one with the, the, all the little deltas all over us. Mm, okay. It's the well, words and the well, story guys, I have a problem with. We have definitely been launched into a quadrant we have no knowledge of. Our warp core has definitely gone critical. So on that note, um, it's that time of the show where those that are lucky enough or unlucky enough to still be watching. <laughs> uh, like how I did that and the Enterprise appeared on screen. That is definitely staying in. Yeah, that was well-timed. Yes, that was well-timed. Not planned, but well-timed nonetheless. It's time now for us to uh, try and bring this to a close because we have well and truly gone off the rails with this show. <laughs> what were we talking about again? Yeah, uh, some captain. I can't mind the name of. I don't know. You may have heard him of. I don't know. Um, Mr. Struthers, seeing as you have already shamelessly plugged the USS Alba with your wonderful demonstration of your shirt, would you mind doing that again for us, please? Oh, there you go. oh no, he's not got a tattoo on his ass, has he? Oh, there you go. I'm too sexy for the shirt. Too sexy <laughs> for the shirt. <laughs> because off, it's got off, the off, ship's motto across the back, you know. Would you mind please translating the uh, ship's motto for the people at home? Right, the, the ship's motto is Adol Gu Oranta. Adol Oranta, sorry. Which is to bold Lego. So there you go. And Wonderful. we're all going to bold Lego for. Yes. So, whatever. Uh, Ian, although, although uh, technically, although sorry, sorry, about it, although yeah. technically I can't go anywhere for the next 
10 days or so back. He's, he's glued to the seat. Or he will be no, when self-isolating. He's self-isolating there. Well, this is the wonderful thing about um, the technology that we've got, uh, which means we are able to do this and we're able to bring you on board to get you involved. Um, and we are so happy to have you. Before we do disappear, though, would you like to say a few words about the Alba? Tell people about Starfleet International, uh, about the uh, USS Alba. Um, here's your opportunity to do that. And also, if you are on Twitter, where you can be found on Twitter, if you would so like. Yes, well, obviously, um, the USS Alba is an Edinburgh-based chapter of Starfleet International. Well, we are a correspondence chapter, hence what we're doing just now because of lockdown, etc. We do have meetups during the year. Uh, we've got our anniversary meal, burn supper. We attend different conventions, main one being Edinburgh Comic Con, which is in April. Um, Starfleet International has been on the go for I guess, 40, 45 years. Don't exactly remember the, the exact date. The USS Alba, as, as I said, is based in Edinburgh. We are part of Region 20, which is the UK, Northern Ireland, Scotland, England, Ireland, Wales, Northern Ireland, blah, blah, blah. And as you can tell, is, when I'm putting this spot, the hood on the brain goes, no, you're on your own. You're doing well. You're doing what do you think, Gregor? He's doing well, isn't it? What do you think? Doing well. Yeah. If good, anybody, good, de- good yeah. debut appearance, Ian. Good debut yeah. appearance. Well, we, we, have a, we seem to have a nasty habit of putting our guests on the spot. Don't worry, you're not the first, you won't be the last. Um, but yeah, um, hopefully we'll, we'll be again. Yes, and we'd, we'd be more than happy to have you on board anytime you uh, are free to come and join us. We, we're happy to have as many people on as we can fit on the screen. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, details of the USS Alba, uh, details of... Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get in touch with the Alba, if you're interested or even just curious, uh, the details, the contact details will be displayed on screen as... Um, and we will start to put this information into the uh, show um, blurb as well. You can also find the USS Alba and follow them on Twitter at USS Alba. Um, you can find me at Alba Android. You can find Gregor, as he lives up to his name quite often, more than not, at Crabbit Ginger, although that should be at Crabbit Whitey because he is no longer Ginger. Yeah, yeah, it's more blonde, strawberry blonde. Strawberry blonde. At, at, at strawberry blonde, that'll do it. Denial. I think my one's Aberdeen Trek, but I kind of, then I don't hold me to that. Well, I do believe I have you on Twitter, so what we'll do is yeah, we'll yeah, find... I- We'll uh, we'll find that out and I'll get that displayed under there for you um, as well. So if you want to follow any of us, please do. Uh, and of course, as always, you can follow Spock the Week at Spock Week. Now, this uh, has been one hell of an episode. We've had a great time with our friend and superior officer, Mr. Strummers there. I've not had a great time with you. You never have a great, a great time, time with Ian, me. but I've not had a great time with you. So. What do you need me for? <laughs> what, do, what do you need me for? I've had a no, honestly. Lights, I've had. A, I've had a, we need, that's what we need you for. Lights, camera, action. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, actually, in all honesty, I've had a great night. I've had a great night. This wasn't it, but I've had a great night. <laughs> and on that note, guys, we're going to sign off for this episode of Spock the Week. Uh, we hope to see you next time. Um, Ian Struthers. Would you like to pick our next character? So we're doing sort of the original series in no particular order. Would you like to pick the next character that we are going to talk about? Uh, I'm going to write it down now. Oh, oh hello. Our next episode will be about Ailey. Well timed. Beautiful. Oh, you have made it. 
Um, <laughs> welcome to Spock the Week After Dark. Um, you've just Hello. joined us as we were signing off there. Um, that was good timing. <laughs> um, yes, we're going to have to edit um, some of that. So, um, what was that? No edits. No well, edits. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you are still watching this, we were just about to sign off for this week's episode and our Captain CO commanding officer and all-round good person Ailey Montgomery has popped in at the very last minute to say hello say a few words please do this is Hi. <laughs> sorry my brain's frazzled after a lecture don't worry don't worry this, well, I, this... Think, I think Ian was about to Ian was about to tell us who we're going to discuss next, and then you appeared on screen. So, so I, was too, I couldn't resist that one. I so Ian, who, who, who will we be discussing next? Who are we going to talk about next on the next episode of Spock the Week? Well, I, I'm purely in honour of our commanding officer, because I know how much our commanding officer loves this particular character. I'll say Spock. I was going to say Ahura, because she's cool, but we'll, we'll, we'll say Spock. Right, well, as soon as you have snuck in at the back door of this one, will you kindly join us for the next episode of Spock the Week, Captain? I will. Yeah, right Fantastic. in the spot there, I like that. I'm right in the spot. <laughs> well, guys, um, with that nice and wonderful surprise, we are going to sign off from this episode of Spock the Week, so we hope to see you on the next one, where we will be joined by our CO, Captain Ailey McDonald, the Com Commodore Ailey. Montgomery, I do apologise. We have to get this right. Um, we need to edit that. Yes. <laughs> well, the, the 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 position is captain, but the rank is commodore. So there you go. I, I wasn't I wasn't entirely wrong. So we will be joined by Ailey on the next episode to talk about uh, Spock. Uh, so hope you join us then. Uh, live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. And we're out. Thank you for listening to Spark the Week. Tune in next week for more Spock the Week action and never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast on the catcher that you are listening to us on. If you want to follow us on Twitter, then you can find us at Spock the Week. Drop us a message, tell us how we're doing, or make a suggestion. We're welcome to all input from all our fans. So don't hesitate to get in touch and follow us on Twitter and on our Facebook page as well. Why not join us in 10 Forward if you like what we do and want to say thank you? The link for our Buy Me A Coffee page is in the show notes. So please check that out and uh, hopefully we'll see you there. If not, we will see you next week. Live long and prosper. It's up to you. As long as you come back next week and listen to us once again, we'll be happy to have you back. Live long and prosper.